How's it going, everybody? This is Ryan Wilcox, Editor-in-Chief of the Valley Forge, and I've got our sports editor, John Holiday. How you doing, sir? Good. How about yourself? Doing good. You may find a lot of uh, tertiary noises. And background noises. Background noises, yeah. uh, because we are outside at the softball field here at Rock Valley College. It's a beautiful day. We thought we'd catch maybe some practice, but... We're here on the bench looking like uh, we're doing cocaine, so we're here. (laughs) So speaking of cocaine, the first order of business has got to be reminding me about all my friends from high school. There was a game last night, and all I have to say is, Chivas, Chivas, Chivas! That's all my friends would say at East. Would They would walk in with their soccer jerseys and be like, Chivas? You Chivas? Chivas? And I'd be like, no. No, I'm from Colorado. Yeah. Didn't matter. But Chivas won uh, the CONSAF Cup yesterday against Toronto FC. FC means football club for uh, you soccer newbies out there. Um, but it was a crazy game because it went into penalty kicks, which is their version of uh, sudden death overtime. And Toronto made two of four penalty kicks, as to where Chivas made all four. Yeah. And it was uh, it was a pretty exciting game. So, uh, live from you, from the soccer world, I just needed to bring that to your attention because uh, that was kind of crazy. So, Chivas, 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 as they would say in the biz. In the biz. In the biz, that's right. Gotcha. Um, so... Well, I'm glad it's a nice day outside. Yeah. Um, but thinking about football, America, American football. American football, the draft is tonight. The draft is tonight. It's the first time it'll ever be televised or live. I'm not sure which, but it's the first time it's ever been done. And, uh, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where these quarterbacks and these uh, young studs are going. In the big yeah, leagues. I'm sure. Um, so let's check out the... Um, the draft order here clearly the browns have the first one because they suck yeah that's without a doubt (laughs) browns got the number one pick and they also have another pick within the top five am i correct yes sir you're uh you're correct on that they have the uh, number four pick as well who did they get that from um that is did they get that from the jets that is via the texans the texans yeah who also didn't do well but you know (laughs) put salt on the wound there right um a lot of people, a lot of uh, analysts have been saying that uh, either Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield even, or uh, Saquon Barkley will be the first pick. Um, if you're the Cleveland Browns and if you want to go for your 20th quarterback within three years, uh, <laughs> which one are you looking at? Which is most promising? Uh, if you're going to sell tickets, I'm going to say Baker Mayfield's going to be your guy. But I think for long-term development, Sam Darnold probably is the man to go if you're trying to build a team around someone. Okay. Because any listeners that are familiar with our podcast will know um, we are a little bit weary of uh, uh, Johnny Manziel's syndrome. Yeah. So even though he's uh, cut clean himself and taking care of himself, I I just don't want to see Baker Mayfield go through the same thing. And so I feel like Cleveland may not be the best place to go, even though that's where the king is. Again, editor's note, uh, Ryan is a biased Sooners fan. I That's right. Um, That's right. So just a... Clearly, I want to see him do well. Just a PSA for y'all. Why does this guy (laughs) like Baker Mayfield? That's because I used to live in Oklahoma. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, I don't think it'd be a smart move to be to select another quarterback. I mean, you gotta right. have, you gotta have someone as the face of your franchise, obviously. But I think Saquon Barkley is a an awesome talent. I yeah, he's uh, he's a a complete monster in the weight room, doing insane reps on squats. Um, you name it, um, he's just he's electric. He's electrifying. He's super fast. Um, he's got ton of you know. Uh, agile movements to him I think he'd be a great addition to the team um, seeing as they have picked up uh, Jarvis Landry recently uh, along, with oh, Miles, true. along with Miles Garrett uh, yeah. the first round pick uh, last year so too bad Savon can't go to the Bears yeah because he could call him monster in the weight room monster of the midway there you go just throwing it out there in case you were in case the uh Ryan Pace was li- is listening to this. Yeah, we are, we are minoring in marketing here. We so. that's right. So uh, t-shirts on sale at uh, humblemonster.com. So <laughs> just uh, just throwing it out there. <laughs> Shipping's free. Shipping is free when you buy three shirts. Yeah, third shirt's free. We, third shirt's free. <laughs> um, moving on to the second round, the New York Giants, who also struggled uh, struggled this season, going three and thirteen. Um, there are rumors about, uh, like I said before, OBJ possibly leaving and teaming up with Des Bryant somewhere else, possibly in the NFC East, um, where he would like to stay. But uh, I don't know if my theory will hold up if uh, Saquon doesn't go to the Giants taking uh, Beckham's place. But if he yeah. does intend to stay there, then that would be a great duo. So I'd be interested to see, how long do you think Manning stays in uh, New York? Um... Do you think he's going to retire there? Or do you think they're going to he's I, going to he's going to trade somewhere I else? I think he's going to stay there. I think he has a future in New York. I think he's uh you know, he's he's their franchise quarterback. He got I know. he got them two rings. Um both But last season was rough. It was especially rough. when they didn't start him that one game and then he ended up winning the game for them. Right. He's he's pretty old. He's 37. Um I don't know. He don't, could, he's not that Okay, in sports world he's old. 37 you still have a life ahead of you though right right he's 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 getting there though so if he does sign a new contract he will be there for the rest of his career his I think, life i assume yeah his life it'll yeah. be like a <laughs> it's like a napkin contract you can play here till you're done yeah <laughs> until we decide to cut you that's right that's right um i don't know maybe maybe he'll follow in the, the footsteps of his brother and play somewhere else Play for Denver and win us win us another Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's the year of Case Keenum yeah. in Denver land yeah. in Broncos country. So I don't think that's going to be happening soon. Yeah. I mean, Theo Epstein, John Elway. Is there a comparison there? There is. There is. <laughs> no, yeah. There isn't. No. <laughs> Coming from a Cubs fan, there is not. There's not. Um, well, John Elway did come in and clean up a team that went four and twelve, and then turned them around to Super Bowl Super Bowl perennials in two years. So. I mean, I'll give you that. I'll, I'll, John Elway's the John Elway of football, sure. In Theo Epstein of baseball, yeah. so okay. Um, Although so, it is his birthday today, so right. Happy birthday, John Elway. Um, I'm not gonna ask how you know that. Um, but if hashtag Rockies Twitter. If you are the Giants, who do you pick? Who is your choice? So I'm assuming. Cleveland's going to try to think ahead and take uh, Saquon Barkley. <laughs> when hasn't it been big picture for them? <laughs> I know, I know. They're, I know. they're always thinking long term. I know. I think the Giants, I think they're going to take Josh Hunt. Really? Yeah. Okay. Right, Josh Hunt, right? That's his name? Um, his last name's Hunt. 
Josh Allen. Josh Allen, that's what I mean. From uh, Wyoming. Yeah. He's uh, he's been kind of quiet. He's not as outspoken as Josh Rosen is for sure. Yeah. Um, he kind of uh, blew up during a TV interview. He's like, you know, I'm just gonna fade into the background and wait for the dust to settle, and then I'll, yeah. I'll, you know, he's talking about getting seven rings or something like that. Oh, that's that's nice. You know, that's it's, nice. It's good to be ambitious, but <laughs> yeah, not all of us can uh, yeah. be a Tom Brady here. Right. So that's that's your pick for New York. Uh, number three via the Colts. The Jets uh, went five and eleven last year. Um, there have been a lot of talks of Baker going there. Um, yeah, I could I could see that really. Yeah, I could yeah. see Baker going there. I don't think it's far fetched, but um, outside of Baker, who else do you think the the Jets could take? Um, you have uh, Quentin Nelson out of Notre Dame. He's a uh, defensive backman. Uh, Lamar Jackson is still up in the mix. Um, Josh Rosen is always there too. I mean, it's really just a matter of how desperate. What about the uh, the FSU cornerback? Or no, U, uh, uh, UAF. UAF. Um, the one that you did a piece on? Oh, Shaquem Griffin. Shaquem Griffin. Um, Where do you think he gets taken? I'm not sure. He's he's not as high up in the draft uh, order. Right. Um I'd say he, he goes... I know that's a random question, but I am wondering. Yeah, he, he'll he go to later rounds for sure. Okay. Um, but you think he gets drafted for sure? Sure, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, New York has... The Jets have Josh McCown right now, and they did, you know, okay. They were just above 500. So... Yeah. I think they're in need of a backup for sure, and they, they're going to see if a rookie can, you know, do the job of that. I think Baker is a perfect spot for him. So... Yeah. Number four is the Cleveland Browns via the Texans. Uh, Texans went four and twelve. Yep. Um, so if you pick a quarterback in the first round, first pick, who do you go for next? You do what uh, Mike Shanahan did and pick another one. Right. <laughs> you just can't go wrong with two. <laughs> pick two. We uh, saw how that worked out for Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Really well. Yeah. Very well. <laughs> and not for RG three. So you win one, you lose one. Yeah. And now RG three got signed to the Ravens. And, <laughs> you know. That's right. That's yeah, whatever. Um, that guy. I'd say if you really want to be dumb and pick another quarterback, it's going to be Lamar or uh, Josh Rosen. Um, I mean, Josh is going to have to reevaluate his goals. You, <laughs> but uh, at least you know one of them's going to be a winner, right? <laughs> at least, at least Lamar Jackson can run. Yeah, yeah, right, he's right, very, right. He's very... Uh, Put in the wildcat formation. Yeah, he's very... Tim Tebow, that thing. Michael Vick-esque. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe they'll trade their pick away for someone else. I'm not very sure, but... And Quit. then number five goes to the Denver Broncos, who went 5-11 and 11 last season. You uh, lost to keep Tlaib. We did. So... spot and that absence who do you think they're looking for you know I honestly think the Broncos are probably going to need to look at a defensive end there's a couple of um you have to forgive me I don't know their names because defensive ends aren't uh you know we talk about it at the kitchen table all day long about defensive ends but oh yeah I think the Broncos need to shore up a couple things the defense is good 
I think we have enough uh, talent in our cornerback, so that's why Bradley Roby is right up there as number one now. No sure. problem. I think he's fine. Sure. Uh, the one I'm worried about is definitely the the the, front, the defensive line because we uh, um, the offense that was a quarterback's issue and we fixed that. It wasn't really looking like the no fly zone. I know, but yeah, the defense turned around and Von Miller can't do everything by himself, nor can Chris Harris Jr. He can win a Super Bowl, but that's all that's just about And don't it. get me wrong, Talib is good. Yeah. He he has two chains. <laughs> Both from crab <laughs> That's right. Um but you got to you got to have it all together and so I think the defensive end I think having we still missed a Marcus Ware. I think that's what it comes sure, down to. Sure, That hurt a lot when he retired. Yep. And so I think investing in someone and growing him into that position I think is going to be key. Yeah. That's my take. All right. Well, that kind of rounds out the top five for the uh, the NFL draft. Um, I think it goes live. Um, I think 7.30, right? Something like that, yeah. But, uh It'll be it'll be fun to see who uh, who gets drafted, who becomes a dark horse, you know, who who uh, yeah, you know, kind of fades in the background. But overall, it's gonna be exciting. Do you see that Baker Mayfield pick uh, redoing Brett Favre's? I I did see that picture. I was like, man, I I want to wear those shorts again. Brett Favre was like, give me my shorts back. Yeah, that's right. So oh yeah, he did. Yeah, he on Twitter. Yeah, he said the same thing. I was like, way to go, Baker. Yeah, that was cool. Paying homage to that. Yeah. To OG Favre. Right. Um, but now that we're done with both types of football. Yeah. Let's go into some playoff talk here. Yeah, playoff talk. Real talk. Real talk. Um, what do you think? Start with basketball? Let's do basketball. Start- the NBA is sure. crazy. Yeah. Man. I uh, That Boston Bucks series has evened out more than I thought. It has. It has. It, it's really... Uh, it's, if you look at the, if you compare the West to the East, the West yeah. is all locked up. There's like three, four, one leads. Series have been won. I mean, there's only been one sweep so far when uh, Portland, you know, kind of yeah, that sucked it that up. That really the surprised Pelicans. me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They really let the Pelicans it's, just. It's not Dame time. It's not game. <laughs> not in the playoffs, at least. Not in the playoffs. Um, Yusuf Nurkic looked like an. <laughs> Like an Olympic basketball team. Yeah, man. He did not look good. Oof. But the uh, the the Celtics and the Bucks play tonight. I think winner go winner uh, winner uh, loser goes home. So that'll be interesting. Uh, I think Eric Bledsoe finally knows who uh, Terry Rozier is. Yes. Um, maybe he realizes that. I'm not sure. But uh, it'll be fun. Last last night's game, uh, Raptors put a one, put away the uh, Wizards 108 to 98. Um, I was kind of disappointed how they played. Honestly, I was like, this should be an easy sweep for them. You're the yeah. best team in the East. Yeah. You know, let's put it away. But And how many games did the Wizards take to them? One two. or two? two? Yeah. Yeah, they lead the series now, three to two, but, you know, just. Yeah, I didn't see that one ending up the way it did. I didn't either. A lot of people haven't. Been you know what's funny? Them. We thought we had the West figured out, but right. it truly, we didn't have the East figured Not out. Not at all. Yeah. Playoffs are crazy. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of things can happen, but DeRozan had himself a game going for multiple dunks, you know. It's yeah. Just, it's just him being him. Um, I caught the latter half of the Pacers-Cavaliers game. Oh, my gosh. Towards the end of the game, 
the Pacers cut back on a 20-point deficit the Cavaliers were maintaining. Yeah. And uh, Oladipo hit a clutch. Uh, he hit a pretty clutch jumper with inside the paint. Um, and just recently, there's a, there's been a development. Um, the uh, Towards the end of the game, um, it was tied up 95-95. And then uh, Cleveland scored with about three-tenths of a second left uh, due to a, a block from LeBron James. And just recently, there has been news come out um, that Oladipo said it was a goaltend and that there should have been a foul call. Ooh. So there have been a lot of controversies about that. And uh, just today, there was a report showing that... I always get goaltending on NBA Jam. Yeah. That's because I'm sitting on the basket. Right. <laughs> just, just to know. But there was a report saying that LeBron's pivotal block on Oladipo should have been called goaltending. So they're really. I'm not. I doubt they're going to reverse the call now. But you know, it's just interesting that he got away with it. The NBA comes. Yeah, we're going to have to redo the last three minutes of uh, Game Five. I mean, what are you going to do though? Really? I know. Like, they do what they always do. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Play better next time. Slap on the wrist. <laughs> really, that's all it is. But the uh, the uh, he pinned it against the glass, and then he. Of course, shot the fadeaway three and won the game. Shut it down. So Cleveland leads three to two. They're playing in Indiana, I think, on Friday, and that'll Gosh, be that's going to be good. That'll be the game to win. Um, Houston finally beats the Timberwolves one twenty two to one hundred four to win the series four to one. They really shouldn't have lost a game to them. That's I mean, true. It's literally the same situation as Toronto right now. I mean, you're a one seed for a reason. Yeah. But you know, and uh, last but not finally least. The Jazz Thunder series. Okay. Donovan, okay. Donovan Mitchell, rookie for the year. It's not even close. It's, yeah. Yep. Shut it down now. The Jazz are up what game? They're up 3-2, right? Mm-hmm. They won 107-99. to 99 yesterday. I can't. I just can't believe it. We call. I, I think we called that one to be the toughest matchup, right? Oh, yeah. Because we were not sure how that was going to end right. up. Yeah. That, I just... Did you also see their uniforms? Utah's? Utah's uniforms? Yeah. Did you like them or I not? I mean, I'm not really sure. I actually, I thought they were cool. Yeah. As well as the, uh, on their Twitter, their Twitter logo too is like the orange and uh, yellow Utah logo in the background. Yeah. I was like, sorry, we are outside, so there's someone with a lawnmower. Okay, we're back now. <laughs> <laughs> um. Those Utah jerseys, I'm a fan of. I've always preferred the older ones. Not not, not the 90 ones, but like just the classic green and yellow. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I just thought it was a nice change-up since I don't really pay attention to the jazz that much. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. oh, these uniforms are fuego. I'm, I'm thinking they might go to the Western Conference Finals, maybe. I mean, Joe Ingles had his second straight game with 20 points. He was kind of getting in the face of Paul George a little bit, you know. Dude, what does that say about Oklahoma City? Right, and Melo hasn't showed up at all. No, you go if if OKC, if OKC goes a first round bow out, there's gonna. I don't. It's I, a free for all. They have to destroy the team and start over again. Yeah, because because you. That's exactly what you were trying to avoid last year. Yeah, because Russell Westbrook was carrying the team. Mm-hmm. Really, he was. Which he's doing it again now. And now you have again. You have Mello and George, who are supposed to even it out at least or produce George, more. George has been significantly outperforming Mello. 
because they just... Uh, yeah. But Mello, I don't know. I don't know what they saw in Mello. Yeah. I... He's a good shooter. That's about it. Yeah, and he... And he's good at cursing when he gets the rebound. <laughs> he's got... Get the F out here, you know? Yeah, There's a whole right. compilation for it. It's great. Um, but I just... I he's not a good teammate. Not really. That's coming from a biased fan. Yeah. <laughs> but... But he was know. a great rookie. He was a great. He was rookie. a good rookie. So. And then he got an ego. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, wait a second, I'm good. Yeah. I'll do it. But I just want. for some perspective, um, Donovan Mitchell became the other rookie guard to score 100 points in his first four playoff games. And the only other person wow. to do that is the goat, Michael Jordan. Oh, I was gonna say Alex English. I was gonna yeah. say Brian Scalabrini. Scalabrini. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And here's another interesting anecdote. Okay. Every person, uh, you know, notable person that has left OKC, here's just an, a couple to list for you. Kevin Durant, James Harden, uh, Oladipo, Reggie Jackson, Sabonis, Deion Waiters, Serge Ibaka, and Ennis Kander have all increased their points per game or field goal percentages. Interestingly enough. Wow. So. I'm not really surprised by Harden, but. No. It's crazy to think that 10 years ago, like, Harden was, like, the sixth man of the year for Oklahoma City. And he didn't have a beard. <laughs> yeah! That's what... Good for you, Harden. Yeah. You really... He really did a good job for yeah, himself. Good for him. I would have liked to have seen him stay with OKC, but it is crazy to think that he was a Thunder, and he was sixth man of the year. At some point, yeah. And now sixth he's... man! And, and this dude he's... has been in MVP talks for the past four years. Right. But, you know, he was the sixth man. He wasn't even starting. That's the ultimate glow up. That <laughs> that is the glow up. Right. Him or Andre Andre Ingram. Oh yeah. Who should get rookie of the year? Honestly, that's true. But uh, that's what your uh, NBA playoff matchup is look gonna look like. Uh, Bucks and Celtics play later on tonight, and uh, that will decide the series between those two. Um, so yeah, it should be an interesting rest of the uh, second round. Do you have the second round matchups? Oh uh, yeah, let me just pull those up real quick. Um, speaking of which, um, I just saw an interesting picture on here. Who do you think would have won the trade if Donovan Mitchell and uh, Ben Simmons were traded? Ooh. Yeah. So you got Mitchell playing for Philly and. Uh, Simmons playing for Utah. Simmons, really? I don't think it. I think it could go either way, honestly. You know, they. I mean, Philadelphia has Embiid. Right. And oh, okay. And I guess you're right. I just. I think about more of the players they play with, if anything. I'm more sub- impressed with the way Mitchell has like. He. He literally made something for himself in Utah. He assumed a lot of responsibility that wasn't really put on him, and he just yeah, you know, shows the leader, leadership qualities within him. You know, but yeah, that's a him. good question. Good for him. Um, Wizards play the Raptors three to two uh, on Friday. Cavaliers play the Pacers in the Indiana. Uh, Cavs leading them three to two. Thunder play the Jazz game six um, in Utah, and uh, a couple of game sevens. If necessary, Celtics and Bucks. That'll be decided tonight. Yeah. And the West semifinals, Pelicans will play the Warriors um, on Saturday, April 27th. Okay. All right. 
a lot of things are gonna get figured out here in the next couple days. Yeah. So. Well, hey, let's move on to some more playoff talk, shall we? Yeah. The NHL. I just need to know. NHL on NBC. That theme song is like permanently stuck in my head now. Dun 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 dun. There's a preview of it. Yeah. But you should do yourself some justice and pick up a copy of NHL 18 or just watch hockey on TV yeah. on NBC because it's literally playing under everything that they do. So let's start. Let's just get the heartbreaker out of the way. The Avs lost to the Nashville Predators on Sunday to a whopping score of 5 nothing, a shutout at home. Mm. Now, yes, that's the story. Nashville closed it out. They're moving back home, waiting to play the Jets. But uh, let me say this. I'm not sticking up for my team or anything like that. But the Avs were 48 points last year, and they scored 96 to make the playoffs this year. Or they had 90, you know, 96 regulation, you know, as the NHL ties it up. Or, sure. you know, how, you, how those point systems work. Not only to then hear from everybody else that the President Cup trophy winners, the National Predators, with the best record, were just going to sweep them easily. Hmm. And that did not happen. Yeah. Avs took it hard, game one, game two, in Nashville, and made those pretty competitive games. Took one at home, lost one at home, kind of, Nashville kind of did a good job. And then the game that everyone's talking about is the Andrew Hammond game. Our third-string goalie starts the game on Friday and stops every shot all the way up to the third period with 10 minutes left. It was a 0-0 game through the first, through the second, and then 10 minutes into the third. And the only reason why Nashville scored that game was because it deflected off of a skater's skate And I thought it should have been kicking in, but they didn't see it that way and gave the goal to them. So with five minutes left, the Avs come, and Nathan McKinnon, who I think should be the Hart Trophy winner, is the MVP of the NHL, stick handles in deeks like 90 times in front of Pecorine, makes the defenseman fall over the goalie and dishes it to Game Blandeskog to tie the game up. Only to then, with a minute and 30 seconds left on a breakaway, Pecorine kick saves, goes right to the stick of Andrew Ghetto and puts it in and takes the game away with 90 seconds left in Nashville. Wow. That was insane. And Andrew Hammond made 44 out of 45 saves, tied with the most with the legendary Hall of Famer Patrick Waugh in Avs history for the most saves in a game. Hmm. That was amazing. And then the turnaround and then completely blow it at home <laughs> yeah. was very frustrating. Yeah. But Nashville had to take two games away. They had to play six games. More than what anybody was going to give them credit for. So let's talk about who Nashville is going to face. The Winnipeg Jets made Minnesota look like an old man's team. Minnesota has $98 million tied up between Zach Parise and Ryan Suter. And Suter was hurt, and Parise looked gassed almost the whole time. And to just simply lay it out, Winnipeg is tougher, more physical, they have more defensemen scoring, and they have a 
all-star goalie that is just lights out. So compared to Minnesota where you have Dubnik, who is always shaky, I feel like. People give him more credit. He's overhyped. Um, and then it, this, the Wilds' defense didn't really show up in the offense. Like those, the first three lines looked too old. They could not keep up hmm. with the amount of hits that Toronto was unleashing upon them. So the Wild only won one game, and Toronto took it four to or not Toronto, but Winnipeg took it four to one, making it their first playoff series win in team history ever. Even I believe Atlanta never even won a playoff series when they were the Atlanta Thrashers. Mm. So that's a big deal. So then the other game, which both of them were called pretty handily, Las Vegas took the Kings 4-0, yep. and San Jose Smoked took them. the Ducks 4 nothing. This one's going to be an interesting matchup because um, San Jose has a really good defense, and Gibson, their goalie, is solid. As to we're matching up with the Golden Knights, who their offensive input is amazing. And they have Marc-Andre Fleury as their goaltender. And he can be lights out when needed. So I think it's going to be which um, it's a good offense versus a good defense versus two stellar goalies. So there's that matchup. Then you had last night the Capitals uh, took – not last night, but the Capitals took out the Blue Jackets, which I thought – we're going to be 6-3. to 6-3. to three. Heavily. And, uh, won the series 4-2. Yep, they won the series, which most people are getting nervous about. And then there was a Game 7 last night in Boston versus the Maple Leafs. 7-4. Boston, at the beginning, looked really shaky and then took it away and won 7-4. So I just was surprised Boston let it get to Game 7. Yeah. Maybe Boston isn't doesn't have as much depth as I thought in and Tuka Rask may be getting a little uh, old uh, or just shaky. Yeah. Um, but it, it surprised me that it took them seven games. Yeah. But, but yeah. The, uh, the second round starts tonight. We got the Penguins at the, uh, at the Capitals. Yeah, the Flyers really gave the Penguins. Man. You know, the Flyers really um, – they put, they put up some fights. They put up a good fight. They put up two games on them. Um, but, oh, my gosh, game six was, was bloody. Yeah. The Penguins won decisively 8-5, to five, mm-hmm. and that really only came because of the third period. But, oh, my gosh, if you want to see a kind of like a – it's not a – it was a clean hit, but, man, it takes your breath away. Claude Giroux, the captain of the Flyers, just completely hammered one of their defensemen, and he lost, like, his bottom three teeth, oh, and his man. blood was gushing out oh, of his man. mouth. And Claude Giroux – Hey, it's playoff hockey. You got to yeah. run away. So he ran away only to have um, Phil Kessel like try to fight with them. And then the Penguins got a penalty for instigating a fight. And I just was like, holy crap. If Philadelphia got away with something. like yeah. they, But karma caught up and Penguins just whooped their tail. So you're feeling pretty confident about Penguins over the Capitals? So, okay, so I needed to back, give you some backstory. Sure. Penguins Capitals, man, that's going to be... You just have the two stars of the East that are going to face each other. Yeah. Whoever 
wins this game is going to the Stanley Cup. Okay. That this is who's this is what it's setting up for. Okay. In the uh, in the other zone where it's uh, Boston versus um, uh, the Tampa Bay. Oh shoot, Tampa Lightning. Bay. Yeah. And they're doing phenomenal. Lightning really, they they really put up. They put away the Devils really fast. Crap! I forgot. It. Forgive me. No, that's all right. Lightning's gonna beat DeFos- Boston handedly. Yeah. I think it's gonna maybe Boston might squeak out two games, but Lightning's gonna go four two four one. Yeah. Um, they're just their offense is too powerful, and Vasilevsky is just a really great goalie. Um, I think it's gonna be Penguins, Lightning. Okay, and then I think it's going to be lightning to the Stanley Cup. Okay. I think so. And then in the West, you have... The Sharks and Golden Knights. Sharks and Golden Knights. This is going to be the matchup to watch because this is going to be a lot of fun because both teams swept their uh, their first-rounders. I don't know. How do you say no to the Golden Knights? You really don't. I don't know how to you say really no. No, you don't. I don't know if... They have, a re- they have good offense output. The Sharks have really good defense. <sighs> okay. Game seven. But here's the thing. Everybody wins at home. Oh, wow. Golden Knights win two at home. The Sharks win two at really home. They go, gonna... they go to Vegas. Golden Knight wins at home. Sharks win at home. Game seven. Golden Knights win. You think it'll take seven games? I think it's going to take okay. seven games. All right. Because their offense isn't like, oh, my God, they're crazy good. But the, the Sharks' defense is really good. Yeah. But their offense is not. I mean, if I'm Vegas and I just come off of a clean sweep, you know, you got to be feeling pretty confident. So did the Sharks. Yeah, that's But true. it wasn't Im- – well, you can't say it's not impressive. No, I mean, a, a sweep The Anaheim Ducks are getting old, yeah. and the L.A. Kings are, are slow. They're not known for – Their speed. Yeah, but L.A. is known for defense, and they – okay, I don't know, maybe – yeah. The first team to slip up and give away a game at home is going to be the one that's in trouble. Sure. Yeah, that's... I, I, can you honestly say to yourself out loud that the Sharks are going to take them to that many games? Or even win the series for no less? Uh, dang. Okay. <laughs> no, you bring up a good point because I said the same thing about the Kings. You have Anze Kopitar and Brute, uh, Drew Doughty yeah. with Jonathan Quick. Ah, uh, I don't know. It, it's it's a toss up for sure. I I have a hard time because yeah. the, sh- the it's weird because the, the Kings were like shaky. The Sharks have been good for most of the season. I mean, yeah, they didn't lose a game, but they didn't you know sweep them easily, you know, as easily as I thought they would. Yeah, that <laughs> it's either Game Seven, every team wins at home, or it's going to be the Golden Knights. Golden Knights in five I if their defense with, is tired. It's not going to be a clean sweep. They're going to be facing a harder team, obviously. Yeah. But I'd say five or six at most. Okay. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. And then last but not least, uh, Predators taking on the Jets. Uh, Predators and Jets. <sighs> so, okay. from, from your perspective, okay. what what do you think the Nashville – what can Nashville do right, seeing as they played your home team? Nashville, every line can score. Okay. That's what's insane. Every line that they have can score. So, uh, you, their fourth line has um, 
Carrie Underwood's husband. You're right. And they can score goals. Their defensive men scored the most goals this is, in the NHL regular season. This is who sings Monday Night Live, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's you right. Know. But the Jets are going to... Okay, so you have P.K. Subban, who's arguably one of the best defenders in the NHL, okay? okay. The Avs did a really good job neutralizing him game two to five. They got two games on him, yeah. So. And so, it's not... Pecorine is a good goalie. Oh, man, I... Okay, I know this is... Whoever... Okay, 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 all right, I got it. Whoever smashes each other in the mouth more is going to win. Okay, well, more hits. Because you have Dustin Bufflin. Sure. Who, newt, like, paralyzes people. Mm-hmm. And then you have P.K. Subban, who can neutralize a threat for a period. Yeah. Because P.K. Subban more than once put a couple nasty hits on Nathan McKinnon. And McKinnon didn't really take a shot on goal for, like, ten minutes. Wow. So, it's... <laughs> And then uh, the, the Jets have their firepower in the first two lines, and then they have their hard hitters in the third yeah. and fourth lines that kind of wear a that. team out. Yep. It's going to be whoever outhits each other, it's really. It's going to be a game of physicality. Oh, yeah. If you're going to want to watch a game with a lot of fights, it's going to be these two teams. Yeah, because, the- because in the regular season, Nashville did have more games in hand versus the Jets. But the Jets didn't lose easily in those games either. And so now that it's playoff time, the the Predators had a tough time against the Avalanche, really for the most part, until the game six. Um, in I, I just Toronto made Minnesota look so silly. I remember you saying how physical that game or that series would be between those two teams, and they're probably going to bring it again to Nashville. But oh yeah, oh yeah. So and I don't. Here, I think Toronto, I mean, sorry, not Toronto, Winnipeg could take a game at home in Nashville, mm-hmm. but then Toronto's got to really lock it down at home with their whiteout, their uh, blizzard conditions that they have in the arena. Yeah. Because um, that arena is the smallest, but it's the loudest. Yeah. So I, I know I just watched in depth the Nashville series. But the Avs are missing their number one goalie, their number one two goalie, their number one defenseman. So you think they're going to get too accustomed to how easy the game was and be a little surprised? I think they're going to be surprised at how much more they need to learn how to manage the puck. Because right. to, uh, Winnipeg's not going to let that happen. Not to discredit your team. No, yeah, not to. Yeah, the Avs suck it. <laughs> I'll be the first one to say zone entry, sustained entry. Defensive entries, they suck. They suck at it. Okay. Winnipeg does not, and they make you pay for it on every single line. Sure. I think Toronto wins the matchup six games at home. All right. Well, there you have it. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. But this is good. There's going to be so much hits. It's going to be so much fun to watch. It's going to be a bloodbath. I, I said, I did say last week I did not want to see the Avalanche play Winnipeg because I were going to watch them get beat down into a peewee team yeah I think that's going to happen alright Nashville's going to have two impressive wins where they're going to have to switch out goalies the Winnipeg's going to have to but but besides that I don't think they have much of a chance okay. unless their fourth line can put goals 
up, which they can. Yeah. This get this one's just it's hard. Sure. It's playoff, man. You yeah. don't know who's gonna yeah. show up in, until the day of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that about does it for the uh, hockey recap. We're yeah. just gonna go quick recap of uh, MLB real fast. I did see uh, Otani through six or seven fastballs, either a hundred miles per hour or over. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, which was insane. Um, it made me think, is this guy juicing or something? <laughs> is he but, juicing? You know, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. There's hasn't been too many crazy news in the MLB. Not, not a lot. Um, Chris Bryant got hit in the head on a fast pitch from yeah from. Uh, um, Herman Marquez. Yeah, and uh, I think he passed concussion protocol, but you saw, I mean, he got hit. It, it almost looked like something out of Super Mario Baseball. Yeah. It hit him in the face, but his helmet did like a 360 yeah. and stayed on his head, Yeah, which was kind of weird. I think, fortunately, the helmet took most of the impact, but he had to walk off. And, yeah, you know, he wasn't coming back to that know, game. Yeah. And to the Cubs anecdote, they stole that game for the Rockies that day, yeah. so... I mean, but we lost the Indians yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So the Rockies had a <laughs> uh, a shutout against the Padres, in which they won eight nothing on a grand slam and good, uh, good. a couple of homers. So that was nice to see. But then I don't. Uh... How's uh, how's Wade Davis doing? Don't answer that. Okay, I want to answer. <laughs> um, but yeah, the MLB has just been a. Uh, the, the White Sox uh, rebuild is not <laughs> looking too promising right now. No. Milwaukee is holding their own. They have, I think they won eight straight. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they're they're doing okay. Even though I'm not a fan. You know. No, nor am I. But it's <laughs> nice to see Milwaukee have uh, something else yeah. going for them. Man, the Bucks and the Brewers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, good for them. Good for them, yeah. And the Admirals. No, no, no. No, they're not in the playoffs. No. Never mind. Yeah. By the way. Your Rockford Icehogs right. are playing tonight against the Wolves on a series that they've taken 2 nothing from the Wolves. Exciting. No one give the Icehogs a chance because they lost to the Wolves their last four games of the season. Yeah. And have won two straight. So. so I'm curious to see how that plays out. But yeah, back to MLB. I don't really I didn't really see anything that stood out besides No, not really. You know, it's it really is, as a baseball fan, it is the grind of the season where yeah. you have to it's each series that builds up upon each other. Yep. Each game, little by little. Yep. So. There's that uh, Tolkien quote, J.R.R. Tolkien quote. They goes, uh, "Step, uh, step by step, one goes far," and that's kind of how you build off of baseball seasons. Right. Each series, you got to build up, build upon it. So. And I uh, came across this. It's called the uh, MLB's Hopeless Nine. Nearly a third of teams have less than a 2% chance to make the playoffs. <laughs> there are the Mar- Marlins, obviously. Tank City. Yes. Tank City. Tank City. Uh, the Reds, the White Sox, Royals, Tigers, Orioles, Padres. Orioles? What yep. happened? Uh, the Rays and the Rangers. I don't know. I mean, if I'm Manny Machado, I'm, I'm requesting a trade. Yeah. They had Buck Showalter. They were like playoff perennials. Yeah. So. Oh, there was one big piece of news if you were – paying attention to social uh, equality, I guess you could say. In the Rockies game versus the Padres on this past Friday, okay, Jenny Kavnar, who's uh, usually the eight, uh, Rocky Mountain 18T Sports uh, 
just kind of uh, commentator. She chips in, usually be like in pregame and postgame interviews. Drew Goodman, I believe he came up with the flu or something or couldn't make it to the play-by-play game. So they had Jenny Kavnar come in, and she's the first female play-by-play broadcaster to broadcast an MLB game calling play-by-play for in the National League. And the first time in that major league since 1993 when a lady stepped in and took care of one of the Rockies versus AL teams play-by-play duties. Cool. So I thought that was really interesting. And then I thought about it and I was like, well, you... Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. But here's the thing. She really made a name for herself because Nolan Arenado in the first inning hit a home run. Mm-hmm. And what Rockies fans are used to is Drew Goodman saying, take a good look. You won't see it for long. It's a home run for blank, blank, blank. Right. You won't see it. Take a good look. You won't see it for long. Nolan Arenado hit a home run. And this is how she said. She goes, while the ball's in the air, Fire up the fountains. And then it hit, and she goes, she gone. <laughs> Fire up the fountains, she's gone. The Rockies are famous for their infield or outfield uh, water fountains that shoot up during every home run. And I thought it was, it should have really, uh, really made, it really made a name for itself because she capitalized on something that's in the ballpark. Sure. All, every Rocky fans know about it. Yeah. And then two, she could, Fire up the fountains. She's gone. It's just a good tagline. She did a great job. Yeah. And there were a couple of home runs. And on the second one, she's like, fire up those fountains again because she's gone. Yeah. I thought it was really neat that she did such a good job. And the note that she said is that she practiced play-by-play calling while watching her husband play the show. Oh, really? (laughs) So if you ever wanted to get in and get good at it, that's interesting. Jenny Kavnar sounded like an everyday broadcaster. Yeah, yeah. So I think you should play uh, MLB The Show, and I'll, uh, I'll, we'll start practicing okay. play-by-play calling. Yeah. You can call or commentate since you'll be playing, but I'll, do, right. I'll do the play-by-play duties. <laughs> Some colorful language. That's a motherfucking ball! Have you ever, ever seen some of the glitches in 2K? It's pretty, yeah. pretty, <laughs> That's right. pretty hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They're funny. Um, yeah, and I guess to wrap up baseball in general, um, the Rock Valley men's team, I believe they're, um, they, <laughs> they have a good winning percentage, and they have an eight- or seven-game win streak. They play tonight, um, but I believe they are 36-8, and eight, Okay, I think. There you go. That's a good start. I believe so. I, but also, the, what confused me, too, is I need to get the fact sheet out, but the softball team also had a similar record hmm. where they were like 36-7 and seven or something like that. Our, b- both our teams are playing ball really well, mm-hmm. just so you know. The bets and are so, high. Yeah, the bets are high. Our softball team won their sixth straight NC4 Conference Championship, or, uh, you know, clinched having the best record. Nice. Um, uh, Coach Monroe of... RBC Softball just got his 300th win this past Sunday on the same day that the RBC Athletics was hosting their um, uh, breast cancer um, uh, uh, fundraiser game. Nice. It was like a, We Fight Pink or Pink Fight or Pink Heels. I think you get the point. Yeah. It was pretty cool to see everybody wear their purple or pink jerseys and pink shirts and whatnot. And, and it was pretty, it was pretty cool. Uh, 
follow RVC Athletics for um, RVC underscore Athletics to see some of those pictures. Yeah. Um, but that was pretty neat. And then the boys are doing great too. So, so yeah. both sides, there's a lot of accolades, and this season finally is uh, it's underway. It's it's starting to shape up here. Um, but yeah, so I'll make a note on the uh, at the end of the podcast what the actual records are, but. I believe they both are extremely well. They're yeah. playing well for themselves. But yeah. Uh, I think that about does it. For all, all our RBC students, we're about to go into finals weeks here. It's the last two weeks of school, and I just picked up my cap and gown. So I'm pretty pretty excited for graduation. Yep. Ryan's graduating. I'm graduating. Yeah. But you might see me around campus a little bit longer than I thought. But it's here nor there. Yeah. But... It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. Can't complain. Go it's home. a nice day outside. Yeah. Beautiful day. I'm going to go watch some playoff basketball when I get home. It's going to be a great day. It is. So, again, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, for all the support. Uh, recently just received an award for an episode of our uh, podcasts. It was a little way back when. I can't remember. It was like November. Man, it was a long time ago. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, appreciate the support. Yeah, we got third place out third of the place. whole state in yeah. – uh, our category so. so yeah it's awesome something to be proud of yeah but yeah take care and uh, we will catch you next week yeah you guys have a good weekend see ya bye